hot mess, mamas. Yep, I see you. I know what it feels like to chase your kids all day. Try to catch up on the house while the laundry compounds, and you haven't even been able to take a shower for some reason. Your dreams of having kids didn't quite look like this, did they? When you were on Pinterest, you went to Instagram, and you thought that it would be so magical. Guess what? Permission to love being a mom, but to struggle actually liking it some days. Am I right? Guess what? I'm here to tell you that even though you're a super busy, sometimes crazy, stay-at-home mama, there is still a beautiful vibrancy to your life that I want to help you untap. I want to help you every single messy moment of every single day. Yes, even the poo on the floor. No too soon, you're in the right space. If you're looking for easy, simple, practical hacks and fun little tidbits that are going to make your life as a mom so much easier and way more fun because I believe there's joy tucked inside every moment. You just have to learn how to live with more intention and let go of all that stress of making it so perfect. Welcome to the anti-perfect yet super vibrant side of motherhood. The Busy Vibrant Mom Podcast with your host, Michelle Bird. Hey, mamas, I'm so excited to come and talk to you again from behind my mic and behind my computer. Super fun. I have a very cool topic for you today. Do you ever hear, Mom, I'm bored? I hear it all the time. Do your kids often say, Hey, I need something to do. My kids tell me this, especially when they would like their iPad. It seems that they lose the ability to think about anything else to do. Weird, right? I often offer tons of suggestions like saying, why don't you read a book? Why don't you go play? Why don't you go outside? Why don't you go jump around? They don't want to do any of that because they want to play on their iPad. Oh, but never fear. I have some tips to help. We just actually got back from Kauai, and this is what gave me this inspiration to talk about this topic, because oftentimes we had to wait or do things that required waiting. We were either sitting at a restaurant waiting for food. Maybe we were waiting to get our rental car. Maybe we had to wait to get to a place. One time we waited two hours for our boat tour because there was something wrong with the boat that they had to fix. And so we didn't know how long it would be. We just had to wait. We had to wait in the airport all the time for our flights, all kinds of waiting. And I heard all the time, mom, I'm bored. So this is where this helpful handy inspiration came from. Never fear, I have thought of some tips and tricks to help you out. Please do not go and give in to the electronics. No matter how tempting they are, they definitely leave your kids whiny and fussy. Now, truth be told, we do often let our kids have tablet time, but we try to keep a strict rein on it because we find that they are so whiny and fussy afterwards. They just no fun to be around. So we have allowed them to have their tablets when they're in an airplane 
because it's a small confined space and it works out really well because they don't usually have it. So they are super excited. So they can have their tablets when we're on the airplane. They can also have them for long stretches of time that we know that they're going to be waiting and we kind of want to reward them for waiting. This might be if we're going to a special place and we need them to make sure that they're going to behave. It's like a reward of you will get to use your tablet here if you're good. We've also had times where that's been taken away and it's tricky (laughs) to say the least to keep them entertained. So We know both sides of the coin. It's super easy to hand them the tablet and say, all right, have fun. And they check out and you can check out. But that always seems to leave our kids super fussy afterwards. We noticed, especially on the airplane, after they'd been playing video games for five hours, they were definitely more fussy and cranky because iPad time just delays their natural rhythm their natural body's rhythm. They don't realize that they are hungry or maybe they're tired. It doesn't give their brain a break. They don't sometimes even realize that they have to go to the bathroom. And then after they put down the iPad, they're super hungry all of a sudden and they're thirsty and they just don't know what to do. And they also have to go to the bathroom at the same time. So it keeps their brain in limbo and doesn't allow them to really think about things. They're just so focused on electronics. That's my tip for electronics. Use them sparingly and it'll work out, but just know the consequences when you take them away that your children will be more whiny and more fussy. Have an extra dose of patience when they hop off those electronics. Here are some helpful tips to stop the mom on board. These are some creative new things that we thought of as we were waiting. One is to play a game. Maybe create a new game or play an older game. We played a lot of verbal games in the car while we were driving places. We like to play games of listing things that start with an alphabetical order, like maybe all the animals you can think of that start with A and then B, and then you go down the list. I think we figured out that we needed to have three animals for each letter. So once we reached three, we'd move on to the next letter. You could also do that with fruits or countries or capitals or veggies, basically anything. You could figure out an alphabetical order too, or play the alphabet game where you think of all the things you can that start with a specific letter. So that one we found was really fun and everybody can get into it because it's easy and everybody's thinking about things. So it kept them very busy. We also like to play a guessing game of what animal am I thinking of or what number am I thinking of? Usually just with yes or no questions. Is it below this or above this? Is it this number? Is it above 50? Is it below 47? So all those kind of questions, the yes or no games are really fun. The ones, especially with an animal, if you're thinking about an animal, you can ask about where it lives or what it looks like or how big it is. All those kind of things get your kids thinking and using their brains 
and <laughs> having fun while they may be sitting in the car going places. We also like to do riddles or jokes. Some riddles are based on things like bunnies like the moon, but not the sun. And in that case, you have to figure out why do they like the moon and not the sun? And once you learn the trick, you would say bunnies like one thing and not the other. The answer to this riddle and this game would be bunnies that have two ends, like the moon that has a double letter, but not the sun that doesn't have a double letter. So bunnies like all words that have double letters and they don't like any words that don't have a double letter, but you have to figure out the riddle. So that one's kind of fun. It's more of a mind game. We had a lot of fun playing these verbal games and <laughs> doing fun stuff while we were waiting and it just took our mind off the waiting. So we found that our kids loved that. Also with games, there are non-verbal games. There's a game called Indian Wrestling and I'm sure that's not politically correct at this point, but it's where you stand with a stance with one foot in front of the other, your body slightly turned, and the other person is slightly turned the opposite way, and you both have your hands out and you push against each other and try to make one person take a step. That's often fun to play when you don't have very much room and your boys want to get into wrestling, but you're in a crowded spot because it keeps their feet still, but they still have the sensation of wrestling and kind of pushing off people. Our kids also like to play what they call as coconut crack and another finger game or a form of rock, scissors, and paper, kind of with lightsabers and other things. So there's these fun games that create a little bit of movement. The finger game, you hold out a certain amount of fingers and then when you tap the other person that adds fingers and so you have to figure out how many fingers you're adding, how many figures you're taking away and switching around so that you don't get out. And so that one is a fun game. They played that often. Or coconut crack where you go around in a circle with your fist and when it lands, then you say crack and that person has to flip over their hand and then it continues from there. Those are more games you have to figure out. If I do this, what will then happen? So we have verbal games that we talked about, non-verbal games, which are good in small spaces, which you can't move around much, but you might be waiting, like an airport, I think is where they like to play them, or we played them while we were waiting for a boat. The third part of games would be written games. These ones often come in handy when you have a piece of paper and a pen, hence written games. <laughs> These we would play if you were at a restaurant waiting. Some of these games might include hangman or tic-tac-toe, or there's also a dot and square game where you draw a whole grid of dots and then each person can have a turn to put one line. When you fill in all four lines around each other like a box, you get to mark your initial and then do one extra line. So as you start filling in this big grid, it becomes more and more difficult to not make a box or maybe you put your mark somewhere accidentally and somebody else can make a box. 
it will keep them busy for hours, especially if you have a really big dot grid. So that one is always fun as well. Number one is playing those games, whether they be verbal, nonverbal, or written. Hey mama, this episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you wanna gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health, or lose five or even a hundred pounds, this inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80. You have access to a personal coach who walks with you, a connected community, easy, no hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. Number two, good solution to the mom I'm bored would be to be creative. Find something around you to entertain yourself. We as moms, I think, already have this instinct to look for something to keep our kids busy and entertained, and it just becomes a normal automatic response. Our kids love climbing trees or hopping from rock to rock or running around obstacles or doing push-ups or balancing on objects, really anything that keeps them entertained without disturbing people around you would be key. (laughs) We have had a few times where people give us a weird look or my husband gets super embarrassed because I don't care and I just let them run around and play (laughs) like kids. (laughs) And that can always be super fun. Our kids enjoyed climbing trees. They, at one point when they're waiting for the boat, they climbed trees. They jumped from rock to rock and played the hot lava game. Another time when we were waiting for a restaurant, they ran in between a bunch of palm trees back and forth trying to tag them. Another time when we were in a shopping center waiting for a bakery, we had, and there wasn't anybody in the shopping center, it was pretty quiet. We had our sons just run back and forth in the shopping center, down an aisle and back. It was outside, so they just ran down the sidewalk and back. And we pretended we were timing them and you'd make it exciting and enthusiastic, like, okay, hurry, go. And you try to make them run, run as much as you can and just run them out. And sometimes that will help them get that extra bouncy energy out. And oftentimes just then makes them settle a little bit and you can get onto what you're doing. But sometimes the boys just need to run and move around. As moms, we're always looking for ways to keep our kids entertained and jumping around and doing something. So if your boys are fidgety like mine and like to jump and move, which I'm sure most 99% of all boys do and girls. So you can run up and down, find a spot where there's nobody and have them do laps or races or run back and forth. Pretend you're timing them, pretend it's a competition thing and they'll be into it. Number three is to read a book. This one was often suggested, but sometimes not wanted. This one is also just learning to be prepared to wait. Maybe grab a book or a notebook, carry those around. When we were waiting for the boat, 
was really helpful that we had brought a couple things in the car, just a couple books and a notepad. So they turned out to be very helpful because we could grab them and the kids could read if they wanted. And oftentimes when we know we need to wait or we need to be in the car for a long time, as I mentioned, we tell our kids, okay, you might want to bring a book or something to do because it's an hour car ride and you might get a little bit bored. Our daughter tends to get a bit carsick, and so she decided to bring a notepad instead and just draw. So she drew, and the boys read a book. Sometimes our kids will bring stuffed animals, and then they'll play games with the stuffed animals and make them talk. I have to say, it's really cute hearing them talk and doing crazy things. They make up stories. Our youngest learns that he needs to bring something often because he's the one crying, I'm bored. And so it's just natural consequences. We say, well, you should have brought something, which leads to our final tip for today. It is okay for your kids to be bored. It's okay. So don't worry. Even if they yell, mom, I'm bored. You tell them that's okay. Be bored. So number one would be to play a game verbal, nonverbal, written. Number two is being creative to find something around you to entertain yourself. Number three is to be prepared and bring something if you know it's going to be a bit of a wait or a long drive. And number four is to learn to wait. Our kids have grown up in a society where they no longer need to wait. The art of anticipation and cultivating patience is definitely lost. They don't need to watch commercials anymore. Everything's on demand. They don't need to wait for movies to come out often. They don't need to wait for a specific time to watch their favorite show. They can watch it whenever they want. They can play music whenever they want. They don't need to wait to go pick up their favorite food. Their favorite food can just be delivered. Our society is a very on-demand society, and we love that, but it comes with a price. Our kids have learned that they can have whatever they want, whenever they want. So waiting is a good thing. Being bored is a good thing. Anticipation is a good thing. Patience is a good thing. We want to teach our kids to wait and to learn the art of being patient. There will be opportunities to practice this patience. And you may want to rip your hair out like I often do when I'm practicing patience with my kids. But know that it is just building in character in your kiddos. Because the world, as we know, there will be lots of opportunities to wait and you will not always have things on demand. So even though our kids are growing up in this society where they're trained to no longer wait and no longer have the art of anticipation and be excited because they have to wait for something, this is a good thing. Being able to wait is a good thing. Being bored is a good thing anticipation for what's to come is a good thing. And sometimes when you're bored, you can anticipate it more. So there you have it. When your kids start to cry, we're bored. Now you know what to do to get them started playing a game as we talked about verbal, nonverbal, or written. 
finding something around you that might help to entertain them or run them out. Reading or drawing if they brought a book or something to do. And if none of that works or your child just doesn't want to do any of these options, we definitely experience that with our youngest, who doesn't often like to do any of the options because he wants to play on his iPad, then just let them be bored and practice patience. Because in the end, do what you can, stay positive, and have fun. These are so important because your attitude as a mom really dictates how the environment of your kids go. If you are okay with them being bored and you just take a deep breath, they will be less stressed out and less crazy with being born. If you offer suggestions like verbal games, nonverbal games, running around, and they still won't have any of that, you can take a deep breath and know that you're all practicing a little bit of waiting and a little bit of patience. That'll in the end go a long, long way. And there you go. There are your tips for today. I hope you have an amazing, wonderful day. And please definitely leave a review if this has helped you in some way or you have thought about a new tip or trick that you have gained from this podcast. That would just make my day. So definitely if you can leave a review, that would be great. Just takes a couple minutes. And as always, please come visit the Facebook group and come hang out with our community there. It is so much fun. All right, now go and have a busy, vibrant day. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review, post a screenshot in your Instagram stories and tag her. Pretty please. Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me and post it in your stories. Together we can change our day, spread joy, inspire others, and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Thanks!